Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. All right, what's good, everybody? Uh, back with the Voyager Way here with Tanner and Zach. We're gonna this this episode is gonna talk about kind of our a pretty awesome fishing experience that we get to have, and then um, the next podcast we'll be talking about kind of how to get you guys into fishing if you're looking to get into that. So, um, I'm gonna start off the podcast with um, a quote from Henry David Thoreau, just to kind of put put this kind of stuff into perspective. Um, the quote is many men go fishing all their lives without knowing it is not the fish they're after. And I think one kind of one benefit for you guys and kind of value that you'll hopefully get out of this podcast is just, well, a here's some fun stories um, from this like awesome fishing trip that we get to go on uh, almost every summer um, and kind of hopefully get a better understanding and appreciation for why people love to go fishing so much, I think. And then like, we'll talk about the how, the next podcast, but I think this, this episode will hopefully put it into perspective pretty good for you guys about, um, I guess why people go on fishing trips like this. Like obviously it's nice to catch the fish and that's like a really fun part of it. But I think another big thing and just another, um, probably the best thing about it is just getting together with whoever you're going with, um, every time. Um, and I, I obviously like there's a lot of memories of catching the fish, but there's how many more when you're just like, goofing around or doing other stuff while you're up there. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I guess a little bit of background. I already told, told you kind of who goes, um, and how long we go. It's about a week. Um, and Zach, you guys, you guys were going a little bit, was it just a couple of years before we, the Schmitz joined? Yeah. I don't know like what year it was. I think I was about 10 or so when we first started going. So, um, so yeah. So 2013, 14, Something somewhere like in there. Probably. Actually, yeah, because no, because I no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're, like, no, I think you're, I think you're right because no, he's not. Because no, because 2013, because I couldn't go the first year. You and Brady went, so yeah, was I my you first graduated. trip? Graduated. No, was I my first trip? 2012. Oh yeah, ha, yeah, yeah I definitely. So was. 2009. 2009. Yeah. yeah, so I was way off because I couldn't go on the first trip. Yeah. Uh, or, or the first time the Schmitz went, like it was yeah. just Brady, just Brady and Tanner went. Um, so then, so if you guys were going, yeah, so whatever, 2005, 2006, sometime in, in there. So how did you guys get so I was way off. <laughs> that you guys went? Yeah. So how did you guys get like, I haven't, I guess I've never heard the story about how you guys even like, so we, so we rent, rent a cabin from the same, uh, from Kai, who's a Canadian that lives up there and he owns a couple cabins on this lake that we rent. Um, we rent from him in the same cabin every single year. how did you guys get in touch with Kai or how that even gets set up? I don't well, know. I think. Um, so Spethman's dad, Jeff, I think he actually had gone up there, um, way before like the family started going up there. Maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they might've done their honeymoon yeah. there yep. at the Island. So is this a rumor? Did that... no, 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 I think that's they did. <laughs> okay. yeah, no, um, so yeah, I think that was his first like time going up there. And then I think at some point he may have gone a couple other times after that. Yeah, I think he went with his brothers. Yeah, and so oh, right. and then yeah. he reached out to my dad, and I think they kind of got talking like, yeah, we we've been going up to this place up in Canada. It's been a lot of fun, lots of good fishing. Yeah, you should bring um, the boys with as well. And so I think that was kind of how our first year started, and then we were there for maybe 
one or two years and then we reached out to you guys because I think our families have gotten pretty close with uh, sports, hockey, and school yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you guys started coming up with us as well. Yeah, cool. So it's um, it's in Ontario. It's out of uh, Sioux Lookout. Is that that's the city right yep. there? Yeah. So that's about a I guess an eight or nine hour drive north from St. Cloud, where we all um, I guess we all used to live. Now everybody's a little bit spread out. Um, Okay, speaking of St. Cloud, do you want to share the big news with the listeners? Oh, that Zach and I are going to be... Oh, oh, oh yeah. So I, um, if any of you guys have been listening from the first episode, uh, I just graduated, graduated physical therapy school in May um, and have been kind of looking for jobs. I had a part-time job, PT job lined up um, in the cities and I was just kind of bartending, just looking for full-time stuff. And I got, I was just hired um, full-time at... Uh, Rejuve Medical in St. Cloud. So I'll be moving back up, back home. And so Zach and I um, are going to end up getting a place together, which should be awesome. Uh, actually, probably by the time we put this this podcast out, we'll be, I'll hopefully, we'll hopefully be in a new place. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be exciting. Um, definitely looking forward to getting back up here and um, yeah, starting that new kind of chapter. So kind of back to the trip. Um, yep, about eight or nine hours from St. Cloud. But, but what we usually end up doing is, it's it, it's Spethman's, Somebody, yeah, it's our family cabin. Yeah, so we usually end up going the night before because um, we like to leave pretty early in the morning so that by the time we kind of get actually onto the lake and on, into the cabin, we have a little bit of day, of day left. So we try and like get up pretty early, like four or five, um, and get on the road. So to kind of cut off a little bit of that time, we, we have most summers met at um, a cabin up in, where is that? Grand Forks? Grand Rapids. Yeah, Grand Forks, Grand, Grand Rapids, yeah. Um, so we kind of meet at a cabin up there, um, which has been honestly a highlight of the, like a lot of the trips anyway. Like I remember last, last summer, I think it was, there was a lot of us there. Were you there, Zach? No. Okay. But like probably like you and maybe one of the person wasn't there as far as like all the guys that are getting together. And this is a fun trip. Um, Cause I feel like kind of like we've talked about before going on these like camping trips and stuff. It's always different people that go. It's kind of the same thing with this trip. Um, it's always a different dynamic of people that get to go, um, whether they have like, they're going on a, uh, Le Voyager's trip, which is less prominent now. I think everybody's kind of through that now. Um, but with school and work and hockey and all that kind of stuff, it always depended on who could get up and who couldn't like, and for, uh, this, and, and plus just starting with like, a lot of us are just starting full-time jobs now. So getting a whole week off, um, is a little more, is a little harder to kind of prioritize that kind of stuff. But last year we had a lot of people that could come up and we met, um, I think that was maybe one of the last summers we'll get to go to that cabin, wasn't it? Cause aren't they going to sell it or something? I don't know anything about oh, yeah, that. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, so we always meet at this cabin before we kind of head up. Um, and just, it's just an awesome time like to kind of catch up and hang out with everybody. I know last summer we had Mitchell and David both brought their drones um, so we we're kind of messing around with that and we had some, uh, rockets too. Oh yeah. Th- yeah. Shot off some, <laughs> um, some toy rockets. Yeah. So then we, we always end up waking up early that next morning. Um, and then we drive, it's probably, yeah. So about seven or eight hours more up to the Canadian border. And then once we get across kind of another little, um, hot spot that we always stop at is what is it called? Twin pines. Is that what it's called? It's some, it's some small twin towers. Twin towers, towers. That's what it is. It's some small little breakfast place right outside of Dryden. That's like the big city. Dryden is okay. Yeah. yeah. So we always stop at this place to grab breakfast, um, that morning. 
Um, it's, it's just another, cause especially everybody's in kind of different cars and stuff and you, you're, you're still kind of catching up with everybody and seeing how they're doing. And so this is just an awesome, all the dads sit on one side and all the kids kind of sit on another and, um, just another good chance to kind of catch up with people. I always, it's kind of weird, but I usually like try to look at one thing in the restaurant, like a decoration or something and see if I can remember it the next year. Yeah. Cause it's not like, a big place. So I, you like, know, I think there's this, like this little crab that sits like on the top of like the kitchen or something. And I usually try to see if it's still there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like half, going of it, next. half of it's like a bait shop yeah. gift store. And then the other half of it is like a diner. Yeah. And it's run by the same people. It's like, they just like, if you're, you're eating, you're getting served by this person over here. And then if you want to buy something else on the other side, they just, she just walks over and does your stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always, it's, I feel like it's, it's like nothing special, like food wise, but it tastes so good. And I think it's more of just because like who you're there with and you know, kind of where you're going. So like they could put kind of any food in front of you and it'd be, yeah it's kind of the same as like coming back from a camping trip. If you're gone for like a long weekend or a week or whatever, and then you come back and even though the food might like, might not be anything different than you're used to. Like since you haven't had like a hot, warm, like meal like that and just kind of who you're with and where you are, it makes it like that much better. I feel like it's almost kind of the same effect. It's like the last stop. It's like an hour or two hours away. So it's like the last stop before we're there. So I don't know. I just feel pretty excited when we get there. Yeah. So, um, which I, I guess is just another kind of testament to, um, like it's not really, it's not as much about the fishing as it is about like kind of where you are and who you're with, um, with this kind of stuff. And even though this is a week long trip, so it's a little bit bigger, it's kind of the same thing applies if you're going up for like a weekend or just anything like that. Just being in, in those kind of places with, with the people that you just love to be around just makes it that much better. Um, so then from there, we kind of, we get back in the cars and drive up to, I guess we go just all the way to Sioux Lookout from there. Um, and we meet Kai, who is the Canadian up there that we kind of rent the cabin from. Um, and everybody parks their cars and brings their. So a lot of the, it depends on the year, but um, three of the dads have their own boats that they bring. Um, so Jeff brings his boat, the Spethman's dad. Uh, Troy, Zach and Mitch's dad brings his boat. Um, and then, wait, wait, did he just get a new one? Or did Tim just get a new one? No, my grandpa's, my grandpa Tim, he's always had one. Okay, but doesn't your dad have a different boat than... Or no, Jeff it, bought a new one. Yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Um, so Jeff's got a new boat, but Troy's got one. And then uh, Tim, Zach's dad, brings grandpa. his boat too. Thanks, Grandpa. What did I say, Dad? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Zach's yeah, Grandpa. Yeah, so then um, and it kind of depends numbers-wise who we have, like how many, if they bring all three all three of their boats up or not. Um, but for the most part, I, th- I feel like they bring those three for sure. Yeah. Um, but then we get to Kai's, uh, the, the boat lift is actually right next to Kai's. So that works the boat launch. So that works super well. Um, the dads drop their boats in and then sometimes depending on how many people we have, we also rent a couple of small boats from Kai. Do you, um, Tanner, you want to talk about kind of those little kid boats and kind of what they, um, I mean, yeah, they're just like aluminum, just these little aluminum boats, not very big motors, but he, he sometimes hooks us up with a trolling motor that we can put on, which is nice for those. Um, I don't know. They're just, it, it's nice that he does that for us. Cause like you said, it depends on the year, how many guys we have. So you typically try to put like three guys in a boat is a good number. Four can fit, but is pretty crowded when you, I mean, if you're in a bigger boat jigging or something, it might not be bad, but, uh, or you can do two sometimes in the little boat. So depending on how many guys we have up that year, we'll rent probably like one or two boats. And that's just super convenient for us that we can do it right there and just decide how many we want. 
yeah. year by year. And it's nice too because those, so we call them the kid boats just because for the most part, the dads are kind of be in their boats and take them. And then these little like kind of dinkier boats that are smaller, um, it, it, it'd be super nice because the dads, some of them are, I guess Troy's a little more adventurous, uh, but it seems like Jeff and Tim are always kind of going to the same spots. And I, Jeff's not as bad, but Timmy definitely likes to stay in his, <laughs> in his spot of the lake. Um, but especially when you get like some of the, the kids into these smaller boats, like it's just kind of all bets are off. It's kind of, you just look at the map and say, where do we want to go today? And there's, there's some better spots around the cabin than others. Um, but after, especially after like a day or two, it's nice to kind of get out of there and just kind of see where, what other cool places you can find. I don't think we mentioned the name of the lake. It's Lake Minnetaki. And so if you just want to look at it on a map or something, it's but a pretty it's big a, lake. It's a huge lake. Yeah. yeah. And so, and we stay on Nipawa Island is the island that we stay at. Yeah. Um, and, and Kai's place is on, it's not on Minnetaki. It's on, uh, oh, cause the, the right? lakes are connected or something. I'm not sure yeah, what lake it is, so right? Lake Minnetonk, I'm pretty sure it connects with Lock Sewell. Yeah, the Lock other Sewell, one. Yeah. And I think his is kind of like the channel between okay, them or yeah, some, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. So it's like a 30, 40 minute boat ride just from Kai's to our island on the same lake or close to the same lake. So it's definitely a lot of places to go adventure to, like Nick was saying. Yeah, and, and so you got the so you get we get to the cabin and kind of load up all the boats, and so the, the boats are pretty loaded because it's like a week's worth of gear kind of food and blankets and whatever just your clothes and stuff like that and so the bolts are pretty loaded down um and kai usually like packs up his boat and then comes out with us too and just make sure everything's fine um so yeah so then it's like a 30 minute boat ride out there and um so then we get to the island zach do you want to kind of talk about like how the island's kind of set up with like the cabins and sauna and that kind of stuff yeah i don't remember exactly how big the island is it's pretty decent if you look at the lake map it's pretty significant in size compared to the other ones but it's basically like you pull up and it it's really cool because it kind of sits on like a little bluff i guess you could call it where there's two cabins um well i guess there's four main structures on this little part of the island that we go to so there's the main cabin which kind of sits on top of this bluff cliff that's really cool because it overlooks the part of the lake in front of it um, and there's a porch around it too, which makes it, yeah, like a wraparound awesome porch. Um, and then, uh, as you go down the hill towards kind of the base, it has, um, a smaller cabin. I think it was like the original cabin. It was like a, we call it like our kid, the kid cabin because all of the young adults that go up there now, we kind of usually are the ones that hang out and stay there to have our own little cabin. And then there's a little sauna that's right along the shore of the lake. And then there's also a little like fish cleaning um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hut, yep. kind of thing where you can uh, clean fish if it's raining or anything like that, and yeah. it has a sink and all of that. Yep. And then there's uh, an outhouse at the top. So if anybody was wondering, that's so the outhouse is where you go. I mean, there's there's like a bathroom inside the dad cabin, but I feel like for the most part we try not to use it because it uses like the minimal water that we have. Yeah, we kind of yeah, stuff. pretty much just that outhouse. Yeah. So so when we're out there, it's kind of I I kind of wrote down to one of my favorite things about going on a trip like this is not really being on my cell phone as much. Um, I know when I was a kid and I didn't have like anything going on, like anything like really important. And I had a cell phone. I would, we drive up there and I would literally just leave my cell phone in my dad's glove compartment. And like we'd park in that. So that'd be, I wouldn't even have it on the Island with me because I knew like I didn't have a job or I was whatever in sixth or seventh or eighth grade or whenever we were going. So I knew I like nobody super important was going to be calling me. So I just ditched my phone in there. And I feel like that's one of the things that, 
is probably going to like that dynamic is going to change a little bit. Cause like the dads always had work and that kind of stuff. So they'd have their cell phones and be looking and like catching up on emails and stuff. And the kids didn't really have to worry about that. But now as we're getting in school and jobs and that kind of stuff, we're probably all going to have to have our, our phones on us more than we'd probably like up there. Yeah. It's usually nice to just get away for a week, but you're probably right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty secluded and yeah, so you're going to the bathroom in the outhouse and you're, uh, bathing in the lake for like your kind of showers or like to, to kind of clean off. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there's something about that. The sauna is game changing up there. That's like probably another one of my favorite parts. Um, which I think for everybody too. So our, or like kind of our favorite, I don't want to say favorite pastime up there, but it's, it's, we do it every single time. It's awesome. As you go, you just crank the sauna up and Zach's brother, Mitch is way like, he probably he probably cranks it to a point or like heats it to a point where it's dangerous. <laughs> well, we usually light it. So Asana takes a while for them to warm up. Um, you can go to places like gyms where they just have like the dial where you can oh, adjust yeah, yeah. the temperature. But for these like the traditional ones, you go in and you light a fire in like a barrel kind of stove, and then on top of that are all these rocks that heat up. Um, and so we usually light the fire. Usually it's like after we get back from our morning fish, we'll light it. And then we'll go up and have lunch while we let it kind of warm up. Mm -hmm. And then after lunch is when we usually go and do the sauna. So we'll get it lit, let it warm up, and then get everything ready to go before we go down. Is that considered a wet or a dry sauna? That's wet, right? Yeah. I think a dry sauna sauna is where you – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's like a dry sauna, you just don't put water on it. You just use like the humidity – or not the humidity, but just the heat from the – Yeah, just just a radiator. Okay. I don't, I guess something else is probably a bad question to ask us all the time. We don't know what it is. But, uh, but yeah, so my, uh, my dad's big project this past, um, early part of summer was to build our own little sauna oh, at right. yeah. their house. So now they have a sauna in their backyard and so they live on a lake. And so it's nice that we can kind of replicate the same thing. Uh, I was going to say well. that's probably influenced by the Nipah sauna. Right? Yeah. 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 So and that's another thing with the saunas. I, I don't know if I think it definitely makes me sleep better, but at the end of the night, oh, like when sure. we're kind of getting ready for bed, yeah, we'll go, we'll light a sauna. So then you like, we'll go in the sauna. So it gets super, super hot. And then kind of everybody will get out and run and jump in the lake, which the water up there is pretty cold, like comparatively. Um, so sauna, lake, sauna, lake, you just, like you just kind of take your body and from one to extreme to the front, from the next. Um, and then by the time you jump in the lake, kind of cool your body temperature down and then kind of get in your pajamas or whatever you're wearing to bed and then just crawl into bed. It's like the perfect feeling ever. Yeah, sometimes we do two. Sometimes we'll do one at lunch and then one like after dinner when yeah. it's dark out. I feel like the dads usually do it more during lunch. Like Because yeah. then you take a nice nap after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the sauna has, I think saunas just overall have really good like health benefits and they helps you sleep so yeah which is why i kind of brought that up too because I, I never feel like that dirty when i'm up there especially if like we're like jumping in the lake and then sunny i feel like it's just a nice kind of cleansing kind of thing yes mitchell will talk about how good it opens up your pores <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so then i guess just kind of like a typical day of fishing up there um or just just i guess like a, a typical day up there when we go is um when you definitely get at least for i know for the schmitz because we don't do a ton of fishing other than like that kind of week but we get like almost a year's worth of fishing in, in that like week. So you're just kind of grinding, but so you wake up uh, pretty early um, to get started just because, I mean, if you've ever been fishing before, you know that it's nice to get kind of get out on the water pretty early. Cause that's when the fish can be a little bit more active. Um, and the boats, 
like the people who are like Tanner said, you usually don't want more than three in a boat. Um, like you can do four, but it's just a little more crowded, especially if you're casting. Um, so if anybody's kind of newer to fishing, there's, I guess there's obviously there's more than just this, but there's two big kind of ways to fish. There's like either jigging where you just kind of drop your line in the water. Um, and then just kind of sinks all the way down and then you just kind of flick it up and down. Um, that's a big one that a big one up there that we big fish that we do up there. Um, is uh the walleye are usually down like a lower uh or deeper in the water so you're just kind of jigging up off the bottom looking for fish there or you can just be casting which is just like your normal what you would think of just kind of throwing a fish over or throwing the line over your shoulder and and back out so when you have like three or four people casting the same boat that can be a lot um well actually i guess tell them what what's that game called where you flick lure, the lure roulette, lure roulette. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> tell them about that. Cause that's one of the dumbest things that they'll probably ever hear, but, Oh, well, I think they can kind of imagine after hearing the title, it speaks to itself a little bit. Lure roulette. Uh, you just, you, you have some uh, lure on probably a pretty heavy one so it can get up high. And the goal is to just toss it up as straight in the air as possible. And then it comes straight down. And there's like, what, it, it, didn't you kind of start cause you were doing it like, if there are two boats right next to each other fishing, you'd almost like yeah. kind of fake throw yeah. at them. I think what it started as was like when we were younger, obviously, we would our attention spans were pretty short. And so like we'd be fishing for a while. And if we were in a spot where our we just weren't getting many fish, I think that's kind of what we would play. You just start it, chucking lures in the air. Yeah, especially if you were in like a if, <laughs> if you were in like a kid, a kid boat, boat yeah, where sure. it was like three of us. We would do that, and I think our goal is always to like get it as close to somebody without having them move all the way. Because like there's hooks on, so you don't like hook anybody too bad. But like at the same time, it's kind of fun to see. We also started some lure war or lure wars too, where just I remember somebody we were close, two boats were close, so somebody from one boat tossed a lure close to the other one, and it got a little too close. And so I think Mitchell is the guy who started it. like grab their lure and just like cut it off or something. <laughs> so then like the other boat tossed their lure at that boat. And then like, I remember, I think there was three people in each boat and all of our lines were just tied together from tossing the lures at each other. And just, oh uh, yeah, we definitely had not as great of attention spans as we have today, I think. But And lures are always kind of one of those things where your eyes are drawn to certain ones and you always kind of like... It- it's dangerous if you go walking through like a lure aisle, especially if you're into fishing because you want so many different lures, but they're yeah, yeah. expensive and all that kind of stuff. And so what I know we used to do when we were younger is we'd always play like blackjack or poker of some sort. And the the chips would always be like certain lures or we'd play where the, the loser, would, yeah. Oh, the, that's right. yeah. The, the winner would always get to go into the loser's tackle box and pick any lure that they wanted. And I think you got one like safe lure where yeah, you one could or two not you take to, it. Yeah. Yeah. This then, one's off limits. You yeah. can't take that one, but the other, other rest, rest of the tackle box is free game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, uh, wake up pretty early and I guess another, like another little story about that is, uh, that came out as Michael O'Clock, which Michael's one of the other guys in our little group. And that would go, and for whatever reason, he would like his body would just, it just, I don't know if it still does or if that was just like when he was a kid, I feel like it still does, but like his body just wakes him up at, it was so early. I don't even know what time. It's like, it was. like 4.30. Yeah. Yeah. Like 4.30 or 5. Like no matter what time we'd go to bed, like his body would just wake him up that early. And so he'd kind of go upstairs and just kind of hang out and wait for other people, like enough people to wake up to get a boat together and then go. Um, 
but that kind of turned into a little, like we just called it Michael o'clock. And so sometimes if we were like kind of ready to get after it and especially if we're, we're thinking about driving farther, cause the, the smaller boats, the kid boats that we take, um, can't go as fast as the boats that the dads have. Like they just don't have as big or bigger motors. So if we wanted to go somewhere, it would take us a little bit longer. So if we know, um, if we knew we want to go to like, for instance, like the falls, which is a kind of a popular spot that we'd go to catch a bunch of fish and, um, usually like find some big ones over there. It was, it was probably at least a 20 minute drive yeah, or 20, 20 minute boat drive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we kind of had, have to get up a little bit earlier, uh, to get there in time for like kind of some good, like the prime fishing time. But, um, so that was Michael o'clock. Yeah. So we'll wake up early, kind of fish for, I guess probably another, like, well, it's up to like, it's up to really fish boat, like lunchtime, like yeah. 11 or noon or yep. something. So fish till kind of get hungry. You're just knowing that a bunch of people are kind of be going to be heading back to the cabin. Um, and so they come back for lunch and it's kind of fun. Cause like everybody's every time a boat gets in, there's like, everybody's got at least one or two stories about something that happened and everybody's like waiting for somebody to say, like, Oh, I caught this giant fish or whatever it was. Um, but then we kind of get lunch together and hang out. And then after like, after you have lunch, it's kind of like, I guess the rest of that, those next couple of hours are kind of up to you. Like some people just like, aren't that tired. So they'll just like stay up and read or play like cribbage or other card games and stuff. Or, um, a lot of people usually take a nap in there just cause I mean, especially just being on a vacation like that, it's just kind of nice to almost reset your body. So like, you're just not in a rush to go anywhere. You can just lay down and take a nap. Um, I think before we get into the afternoon fish, we have a story we should tell about the, the morning fish that happened. Is that the paddle out? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I don't know how many years ago it was, but the, this is the story of paddle out Bay as we call it. Um, it kind of goes off of it stems from the kids getting in the boat and kind of doing their own thing and getting in a little bit of trouble, but not yeah, too bad. So, um, so where are the Island and the cabin is, um, maybe like a mile away. So not very far. Um, it's kind of tucked back into this little bay probably a mile from the cabin. Um, three of the, the younger guys, none of us were in the boat, but um, I think there was one from each family, one of the Schmitz, yeah. Bethmans, and Fritzes. Yep. Um, all the kids, they were they were in this boat, and it was lunchtime, and this boat was still out. And I think everybody was like, where did this boat go? Like, how, <laughs> how are they not back yet or anything like that? And nobody had seen them or anything like that. And it got to the point where it was kind of like, are they just doing really well or are they like actually in trouble There's or something? something? Going, yeah. yeah. And so they probably didn't have a cell phone on them. Did they? No. no. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so it was late in the day and it was like past lunchtime at this point. And I think the dads were like in a position where they were going to get ready to go out and like try to see if they could find where they were. And I think just as that was kind of happening, all of a sudden we see a boat pulling their boat, <laughs> come back to the cabin. Yep. And this lake is huge, and there's really not that many people on it. There's one part of the lake where it's more, like, I guess you could say closer to the town, so there's a few more cabins and, like... A little more traffic. Yeah, yeah. traffic. So there's you, you usually expect to see boats around there, but where we are, you usually don't see any other boats besides our boats. Yeah, maybe, like, three a day max. Like, there's not a I would lot say, like, three a week. I oh, like yeah. I don't see very many. Really? I don't see. No. Huh. Yeah, anyway, uh, whatever. But yeah, so anyway, so apparently what had happened were these three guys were in this like new bay kind of fishing, trying to check it out to see if they could catch much. And they were getting ready to come back for lunch and the boat wouldn't start. 
and they realized that they did not check it for gas. It was out of gas. And so they ran out of gas. <laughs> and so they realized that they were a good ways away, and they had one paddle in the boat. <laughs> it was like a half-broken paddle. It was, a half, it was like a, so like a three-foot paddle, yeah. if that. So it was tiny. And out of all things in this boat, there was probably, there's, I mean, there's the motor, the gas can, probably the three tackle boxes, three rods, this little paddle that's probably all that was in there and then yeah. there was one little sheet of paper that looked like a little scroll and if you opened it up it said i need help <laughs> like out of all things to be in a oh boat, they didn't even they didn't like they didn't do that on purpose no no it like literally it was left said, I in need the help. boat yeah. no way it's like a little scroll of paper that if you rolled it out it said i need help <laughs> and it was probably like four inches tall by like three feet wide and they so they were taking turns with this like tiny little paddle working their way back to the cabin. It was taking them forever. And they finally kind of got around this point. And I think just by chance, this random boat was kind of flying by and they just held up. They tied um, this I need help sign between two of their rods. And then they <laughs> held it up and the boat saw it. And they, Could think, you read it from that far away? Uh, I don't wonder if they were close enough. Where, I, like, I think they, they were doing some like hand gestures too to like signal them. Yeah. Up, yeah. And then they probably re read it as they got closer. And yeah, I think they talked and they're like, yeah, we ran out of gas. Our, the cabin is like not too far away. Cause I think they were kind of working their way back towards the cabin yeah, yeah, at, yeah. as it was getting closer to lunch. And then they realized they were out of gas. And so <laughs> the boat came and then ended up towing them back. But so now it's kind of known as paddle out Bay for us. Um, it's kind of a, young story from some of the younger guys yeah and, and so that's that's part of the reason that now i think we're a little more um we're a little more adamant about kind of telling people where we're gonna go especially with like when a bunch of us kids get in the same boat like the dads are okay like tell us where you're going around because if you get if something like that happens at least we know kind of general area because yeah the lake's so big that if you literally had no idea where people were going then it'd take you like days to probably find them if they were stuck in a like stuck back in a bay or doing whatever um, yeah, so eventually everybody gets back to the cabin for lunch and then you just kind of hang out, um, grab, and there's, I mean, we always, another kind of running joke is that, uh, your dad, Zach Troy, just like, just feeds us way more food because he's usually in charge of the food, like the menu, right? Yeah. Yeah. Typically so, and he definitely, we're definitely not like you're rarely hungry on a trip like this. Like, especially like, we're catching fish and eating that, which like, the fresh fish is amazing. Um, it's kind of, it's it's kind of an awesome, that's another awesome part of the trip is like when you have some of that, like when you eat some of that fish for usually dinner, but sometimes leftovers for lunch and stuff, it's like sometimes you literally catch the fish like less than an hour from when you're eating it. Like it's that fresh. Like it, it oh gosh, it does not get much better than that. Do you guys uh, have a favorite like fish story, like catching a fish or being in a boat when somebody caught one or? Um, I kind of selfishly I think my favorite story is being on the rock pile um, one night is that can we can we talk about stories right now yeah is that good yeah, story? yeah. okay because I gotta go soon anyway for class like Nick said class started back up so <sighs> that's fun but uh, <laughs> so my favorite fish story it was one of my first years going up there and there's this magazine in Canada uh, I can't remember what it's called the Master, the Master Angler. Angler yep um, and so there's like a certain uh, length that each type of fish has to be in order for you to get this little patch sent to you um, and for your name to be in the magazine as like a master angler. 
And so I remember Michael had caught a bass and he was in it and I just thought it was super cool and like that was kind of my goal. So we're on the rock pile this one night, which is like Nick said, typically meant for jigging. Um, it's just kind of this like a pile of rocks that goes up to the surface of water. But then as you kind of work your way down the side of it, it gets down to about 20, 30 feet. And that's where the wild I like to hang out. So we were jigging and that's all I, all I thought you could kind of do is jig for walleye. And if maybe a northern bites it, you get kind of lucky if they're looking to feed on some walleye. But uh, Danny Spethman, uh, Spethman's uncle, he gives me his rod and he tells me to toss a topwater over towards the rock pile. And I'm like, I was pretty young. And I'm like, what is he saying? Like a, a topwater? Like what am I, why am I tossing the feeder? The fish are like 30 feet down. But I'm like, whatever, I'll do it. So I toss the top water on the rock pile and like three forecasts later, this huge bass just jumps at it. A bass? Yep, a bass. Yep, hooks on and I end up catching it like 20 some inches, I want to say. And that was my my master angler fish. So got that knocked off the list and I had to thank Danny. You've got, you've got, I feel like you've got, you always catch pretty good bass. Yeah. Out there. That was, that's kind of, I guess that's my, like talking about fishing shores. That's, I think that's my favorite thing to do when I'm up there is I always like joke. I'm like the guide when I go up there. Cause I just like, especially when you're in those little boats, it's a little bit harder to kind of maneuver and stuff. And every, like the last couple of years, we've been make sure, like we make sure to ask Kai if we can get like a little trolling motor. Cause that makes it so much easier instead of like stopping, like starting the whole motor up puttering somewhere and then just letting like the wind take us if you have a trolling motor it's a lot easier to stay like online where you want to go um it's not that i don't enjoy fishing that much but i feel like it's just it's almost more enjoyable for me to sit sit in the back and just like not fish as much but do more of like putting people like where i think like putting the other people in my boat where i think like the fish are and just making sure that we're staying on a good line so that they can get like as as many casts out um, I know we always talk about too, like, uh, we call it guide credit. So like if you're the first yeah, you one go. to like take people to a new spot and then they catch a bunch of fish, <coughs> you get the guide credit for it. So yeah. I think that's always a little sense of pride. Was, that you where get. did, where did we go? Was it, it was that we call it Minnetaki Shatsi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's German for lucky Shatsi. Yeah. Well, Tanner's got a couple of good bass in this little bay. It's actually pretty close to Paddle Bay. Uh, yeah. I think it's like the next bay over. Um, it was just, it's, and the fun thing with like a trip like this too, is if you're like going, if you're just kind of boating around and stuff and you're just like, Oh, like I, there, I bet there's a big fish over there. Like, even though you have no idea, it's like, yeah, let's go over there and check it out. And this is one of those bays that were like, Hey, like this spot right over here, like there's a big fish. And we went over there and yeah, sure enough, Tanner caught a couple big bass over there, but um, I have to stop you right here. Cause I got to head out for class. Yeah. But I want to, I thought there was something else I was going to say before I left. Maybe not. Like Rose. Oh yeah, roses, buds, and thorns. Yeah, yeah. Should I do mine now? Um, yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, so uh, I, no, I'll just you guys. Go. I'll just I'll yeah, cause I, I'll just do a generic one like yeah. later or whatever. Okay. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah. Thanks for making out. I'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll just kind of we'll keep going with kind of the day. And it's I mean obviously we just got done with lunch and then after. Um, after lunch, you kind of hang out for a couple hours and then get back out on the water for another probably like three or four hours. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think same thing. We kind of come back as it gets close to dinner time, like around five, around yeah, there. So everybody gets back in the boats and kind of like either change it up or stay with the same people. Usually like you like to change up like who's in the boats with each other every single time. Um, but sometimes you're just with the same people. It's not like too big of a deal because usually um, 
usually end up with um, being with somebody at least once like during the trip just to kind of catch up and hang out. Um, but then, then you come back for dinner. Um, and it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's super fun every time a boat, cause I, you're not like coordinating. Okay. Everybody be back at like five thirty or like seven thirty. Um, depending on how like well people are doing or how like bad the weather is or what people like want to do. People just kind of boats just kind of come in, um, probably closer to, I mean, it's, it's around sunset. Like it, it's like, okay, it's getting dark and we're getting hungry or whatever. So the boats just kind of start to come in. Um, but every time people kind of walk up the hill and be like, Oh, like, did you catch one? Or somebody's like, you can tell if somebody has a big smile on their face and it's like, okay, we like, they caught something cool. But sometimes people come back and like, I didn't catch a single fish. Um, so it's, which that, I feel like if these trips were more about the fishing than they were about being with people, then that would be a bigger deal than it is. Cause people can come back, like, especially, um, is it, uh, Tim, not Tim, um, Todd, no. Who's there? Who's got the more of the beard? Is that Todd? Yeah. Like, there's been multiple times where he's come back, like he didn't catch that many fish, but he's just like still. I mean, he's such a happy guy anyway. But it's like he had the best time, and he didn't even catch like that many fish. You know what I mean? So it's not these trips aren't about like how big a fish you can catch and how many. It, like that obviously makes it better, but it doesn't like make a trip like this, which I think is the cool thing. Um, I think if you asked any of us what our favorite part is, I don't think any of us would say a specific fish they caught or yeah, exactly. the fishing part of it necessarily. It's probably more of the time spent like hanging out in the cabin before we're like prepping meals or when we're out on like that wraparound deck, like at night or at lunch, just chatting and yeah. hanging out outside, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, then, but, and we usually have pretty late dinners honestly more there. Cause I mean, by the time you get in, cause sunset's probably around, like eight or eight thirty, almost. You know what I mean? It's like by the time everybody kind of comes in and they get some of the fish cleaned, if we're gonna have fish, or they get like the the food prepped and cooked and stuff, it's usually like eight or nine o'clock by the time we like eat and are done eating. Um, so then, uh, usually what happens is the the dads do most of the cooking, so then the kids do like all the, they always clean up afterwards. Um, and sometimes Timmy helps just because he's he's awesome like that. But um, so the kids kind of take turn doing the dishes every night. Um, and then after that, like we honestly just kind of end up out on the porch, kind of under the stars, overlooking the lake, the bugs, it's kind of weird. Cause I feel like the bugs usually like they get bad for a little bit, but then after you get like past a certain point, I don't know why they do that, but like they just kind of go away for, I'm sure there's an actual reason why they do that. But, um, yeah, it's just honestly a, an awesome end to it. Like usually that's the thing that people kind of say about fishing is or hunting or whatever. It's like a a bad day fishing is better than a good day at the office. It's kind of like the running joke. So, which is, I mean, totally true. Like it's, you're, you're up there with your, with your people and you're just kind of hanging out. And, um, I guess try like just trying to be as grateful as possible for like being able to get up there and kind of do that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so then like end of the night is kind of just same thing. People can just do whatever, hang on the porch as long as they want to. Um, the kids usually kind of light a sauna, uh, and when we're ready to kind of, um, I guess not get ready for bed, but kind of like, you know, like when, if people are going to the sauna, then you're going to end up like just kind of getting ready for bed, sauna lake, sauna lake, however much you want to do that. And then just crawl in the bed for the night and get ready to do it the next day. Um, but kind of a, a cool thing that I think we do ever at the, at the end of every trip is it's called roses, buds, and thorns. And I think people have, I think there's different names for like some people have slightly different names for each one of those things, but it's the premise is the same. It's, um, we usually do it the last, 
the last dinner that we're going to have. It's like the night before we were about to leave. And so you do a rose, which is like something that, um, you enjoyed about the trip, uh, a bud, which is something that you're like looking forward to in the future. Um, and then a thorn, which is something that like either didn't go wrong with the trip or that went wrong with the trip or that is like just that's been bothering you or just something like that. Um, and so I wrote down a couple and I, I, I feel like just as like a, I, th- I thought it'd be cool for us to do a rose of buds and thorns, like at the end of this podcast too, um, about like just kind of the trip as a whole, and, but, and I wrote down some, so I might just say these and you might like not have anything to add cause they're pretty all encompassing. But if you think of anything while I'm going through them, then, um, you can, yeah, then you can definitely talk about it after I, I get through these. But so the rose is honestly just always being up with that group of people, um, Kind of like we said before, it's like never, it's honestly never the fishing. It's like just the fact that we could kind of be apart for like 20 years and still get together and like have an amazing time. You know what I mean? I feel like just that group of people is just, it's like different. Um, you just, I, I, one thing I kind of wrote down is it's, it's almost, if I had to boil it down to one thing, I think it's like trust. Honestly, I feel like we trust each other so much and know that like we have each other's back and like we don't have to worry about anything. I don't know. It's hard to, you know, what I'm kind of trying to get at. It's like, we already have that, that part of the relationship. So down that, like it, you don't have to worry about it. You can get kind of right into the, not like the deeper stuff, but it, it's just when you don't have to worry about who you're with and like, if they're going to, there's never any gossip or like that kind of like the negative aspects about some of those relationship, relationships that you might have. So I, th- I feel like that's why it's so easy for us to get together is because we've kind of built this relation, these relationships over, um, yeah, and I know since there's different people there every year and the combination is always different, you get to maybe be with people some days that you maybe haven't even seen for that entire year. Yeah, exactly. And so you get, you get to kind of just pick up where you left off the last time you saw them, and that just makes it so much easier to just start having conversations and catch up with one another. And yeah. you want to obviously try to see them as much as you can throughout the year, but sometimes life just gets in the way with that. And so... Uh, this is always kind of that center point that brings everybody back year to year, which is always a big thing for us. I know. Yeah. And I think that's a, another big aspect of just like this Voyager way kind of project that we're doing is we get to see how like planning these kind of trips, it's just an amazing excuse to get together with kind of the people that you love to hang out with. So, um, having as many of those in the year as possible is it's nothing but good. Um, so then a bud, I said, I was kind of thinking how these trips were kind of slowly turning into like us coming from kids into like young adults and like, like nobody's, I don't, yeah. Mary and Peter and Mitchell are all getting married like this coming year. Um, so, and like, and everybody's just starting to have like graduate school and get full-time jobs and that kind of stuff. So I think it's going to be like, my bud is kind of looking forward into like starting to see probably us taking a little bit more like i think that like the our dads will probably be in charge of like a lot of the logistical stuff for a little bit still but i think just looking ahead into like just taking this tradition into like when we start having kids and that kind of stuff i think it's just gonna be like such a cool transition especially for the like our dads to kind of see how important like taking us on these kind of trips has been you know what i mean just for us and then looking into like their their kind of grandkids and our kids i think just the the dynamic is just going to continue just to be that much better you know what i mean not that it's obviously bad at any at any point but i think it's just going to add so much more that the older we get just kind of transitioning into that that part of our life um and i think yeah i think another important thing to know is that 
this is just the place that our family has been going and i think if i think the trip would be the exact same even if you moved it to a different lake at a different cabin or somewhere else it's that's just kind of the medium that's used to bring us all together and kind of have that center point where it could be anywhere and same for anybody listening like that could be your own little trip of some sort whether it's fishing or some other activity this is just kind of what our family has been using and uh, I'm excited, yeah, like you said, to kind of see where it goes once, um, like, we start having kids and um, that kind of moves into the next generation and kind of, I'm sure it'll be very similar to what we're doing now, but things may change, but it'll still be the same in a lot of yeah, aspects. It's, it's just kind of getting away from almost like the noise of, like, the city and that kind of stuff just puts you in, a, like, a perfect environment to have some pretty awesome adventures. Um, and then Thorn, every time we talk about, like, we bring up Thorns, on the trip, I always like preface before I say anything, how it's like, we're all just so grateful to be in that place in the first place that there's nothing really like the only really big thorn is that, um, not everybody's able to go. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I wish like my brother was here. My dad was able to make it or whatever. Um, but like since that dynamic changes every year and like, you're just grateful for the people that can make it up there. That's not, that's not really that big of a thorn. Um, but I think, um, when I was kind of thinking abstractly about this kind of trip, it was one thorn is that like not as many people kind of like we were talking about before, like not as many people get to experience like these kind of meaningful trips that, that maybe could or should. Um, and just making sure. And with this podcast, we're we're never going to try and get like just crazy political about, um, I mean, obviously we like we're, we are definitely in favor for keeping like nature and the wilderness, like as, pristine as we can like moving forward like for a few so our future generations can kind of experience this kind of stuff and obviously if we're not careful um we can kind of start to take for granted these kind of areas um and not fight for them maybe as much as we should uh, but just making sure that like future generations are able to go on like on trips like this and i think another message that we kind of want to get out there by, by doing this podcast is like how important and meaningful these trips can really be for um for a lot of people so i think that's uh not really a thorn, but I mean, just something that I'm kind of hoping for in the future. Yeah. And I think what we're trying to do is just find ways to help get people outside in areas that they maybe want to, but they just don't have the knowledge or um, skills maybe that they need to do it. And so trying to encourage people to get out and just find their own like traditions that they can make, whether it's whatever activity. So um, I know we're excited to kind of start doing more of the how-to videos and um, podcast episodes to kind of give you guys more explanations and actual um, advice to kind of help get Just out practical and get, stuff. Yeah, yeah, practical stuff to get people into that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So did you did you think of any other roses, buds, or thorns while I was going through, or those? No, I think you wrapped it up really well. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I know we're all excited to keep going with this tradition this year was a little different since we weren't able to make it up into Canada this year with the the border closures but um, I know a lot of us found our own ways with our families to kind of make our own little trips out of it and so we're just looking forward to it next year hopefully yeah for sure yeah and so like always guys we just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast Um, we obviously love recording these uh, so much because we know kind of how much the outdoors have to offer Um, and we hope we're able to share even like just a sliver of that with you guys. So, uh, God bless. And hopefully you have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks guys. Thanks for tuning into the Voyager way podcast. 
Follow us on social media at The Voyager Way for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how-to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.